What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. I am joined by Nathan Ball, Seth Baganoff, and myself, the new host of the Lightweight Podcast or the Holistic Evaluation Part Two. And who I are you? Kevin Silva. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. All right. What do we start with? You want to hear? Okay, I'm host. So I'm okay, so this time. All, all right. right, Seth goes first. Seth goes. Seth always goes first. All right. So, I was just thinking the other day, because uh, I have very limited ideas and content. You know, there needs to be an app out there, an app that tracks your productive procrastination and your unproductive procrastination. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Because, see, I'm the type of person that has, you know, that lots of procrastination. I went over that, I think, the first the first episode. But I was really thinking philosophically about it. Ah. If I could track and alert myself to my unproductive procrastination, then maybe it would turn on that little... There's a little like a warning thing whenever like a deadline gets close. Um, it just pops up and it and it freaks you out and you're like the most productive person in the world for about three or four hours and you get everything done. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking, you know, someone needs to be my hero and invent that app for me. Well, how would it or I'm gonna have to do it myself? How would it be able to track your procrastination? See. The thing is, it's supposed to link to your devices and you have like inputted certain things like like homework or your schedule, whatever. And if you're not doing anything productive, like say you're on a YouTube spiral and you're just going downhill, you know, exponentially, it stops you. It says, hey, you've been at this for three hours now. You don't need to watch any more Star Wars content. You're already its biggest fan. Get okay. a life loser. Exactly. If that if that indicator popped up, man, I would be the most productive person ever. Yeah. But but realistically speaking, that would be awesome to have like a little little reminder thing, you know. But yeah, that's it. That's my first one. You could tell I'm running out of ideas very quickly. <laughs> yeah, episode four, and we're running out. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like an app like that already exists. Yeah, I was, I was literally gonna say I'm looking at the app store right now. So there's apps, Nathan. I might have recommended this to you, but like, there's an yeah. app where it's like you grow a plant, right? And to like keep it, keep the plant alive, you have to like be productive. So it's like it slowly kills your plant if you do things that are like unproductive. And like it does, I think it either links to your apps or you have to put like certain timers in. But like, honestly, if you have to put it in, it's kind of like a situation where like you can bring the horse to a water to the water, but like it's up to the horse <laughs> to drink it. So like the app gives you all this stuff, but like you got to put it in, you got to put in the work and then you won't be productive or no procrastinating anymore. There you go. And that app is called Flora, like right? Does that sound right? Flora. Flora, yes. Free advertising. Interesting. Ten people. <laughs> Flora, please sponsor this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> they see a noticeable uptick in downloads. Dude, yeah. One thing you can also do, Seth, is wait, wait, where do you go? You go to UC Irvine, right? 
Oh, uh, no, no. I'm going uh, Cal Poly Pomona. Oh, yes, yes. That's yeah. right. You can, you can ask them. Well, I mean, you can't really ask, but you can see if they have any tools. Like our, um, I work for like the, the team that does stuff for the UCSD app. And like, oh, we're yeah. working on all sorts of things that can help like students be more productive, essentially, like set reminders and things just in app. You could suggest yeah. to them and be like, see, yo, do this for the students. We bring Kevin on to find solutions. Exactly. <laughs> that is like why it. he's here. And I like it. You know, we just need I, to we just need to save problems we have and just wait for Kevin to show up again. And then like, we just like boom, boom, boom. All of our points are just questions. It's Q and A with I Kevin. Do, I really do have to do a quick shout out to you, Kevin, because <laughs> Out of all of my dilemmas that I've brought up onto this show so far, no one's given me advice <laughs> on how to be better, on how to be like a better person. This is and, not a self-help podcast. But, but is this yet, not a holistic evaluation? <laughs> exactly. But you did. You really did. So, you so thank welcome. you. Genuinely. You're very welcome. Now. Let's switch over to my point. And this is going to yes. get very existential. Oh, We're talking God. about the fate of humanity. Oh. All right. So here's some context, they right? Keep it light. Your first point. <laughs> this, it's not <laughs> controversial. I mean, it's yeah. controversial to the fact that it's like still fiction, what we talk about. Okay. Unless we don't know. But anyways, I'm taking a class on the, essentially it's like the ethics of, of artificial intelligence. And um some of the assignments that we've talked about is like what could we imagine ourselves as like 50 years from now if technology has developed enough where humans can incorporate technology into ourselves like technology like into our bodies like essentially making us cyborgs like a few questions that i have like either for you guys or just to like discuss as a whole is like if in 50 years, in 50 years, if we had like the capacity to change ourselves in some way, like what would you change about yourself? And there's like different aspects of that. Like cognitively, will you change and enhance your mind so that you can think about things better? Physiological, will you change your body? Will you give yourself like a tech arm to like have super strength, be like freaking cyborg from Teen Titans? Or like technological, like Tony Stark, like you have like an exosuit that you can fly around in. I mean, like, all, of, some- all of the above sound pretty good. Dude, yeah. But like, would you trust it? Like, do you see any risk in that? Oh, well, yeah, there's definitely risks, but. There's the skeptics, right? It's like, like, it's, yeah, I don't want to be yeah. the first person to have it. <laughs> but I, like maybe not even the first hundred, but maybe like uh-huh. first 10,000 to get it. So you'll see. How about you, Seth? Well, I was going to just say this. Um, It's not about being skeptical, but it is about, you know, say I would draw an analogy to like uh, pharmaceuticals, right? Any of the medicines or drugs that come out of that industry, everyone still has a reasonable amount of concern. You know, it's, it's not just that it's new and whatever, there's all these little risks of it being new and stuff like that. It's more of like the side effects. So I would say in terms of, you know, not knowing what would happen to the body for certain little changes, you know, you mentioned cognitive, uh, like a change possibly uh, mentally, you know, what things 
could be altered? You know, what else could be altered by changing your mind? You know, a minor injury, like a minor concussion can drastically change someone's personality. What would happen if you're literally trying to alter their brain into making them more intelligent and stuff like that? You know, you might lose who that person actually is. Like the essence of Seth, you know, is that there's, you know, there's certain things about me. If you cybernetically changed my brain, I mean, you know, goodbye, old Seth, you know, it's now cyborg guy. Yeah, you're literally answering like my next question is like, how, how might it change like yourself and the view of a self, right? It's like, it's like you, if you enhance yourself, the things that your body takes in like sensory input could be changed, right? And sensory input is directly tied to perception as well. Like you use your body to perceive things and the things that you are storing in your body. So technically, if you change yourself cognitively, you may be putting like a different being into you well whether like a technological being counts as a being i don't know like that's where like the ai thing comes in but uh, it's weird you know but it's still the future like it's essentially like it's inevitable like we had to watch a video where this guy he's probably a philosopher or a cs person um was talking and what he was he was saying was like all these white collar jobs like jobs that like we're trying to do as careers, they may be replaced in like 30 years with like jobs that a computer can do, you know, there's already blue collar jobs that have been replaced over the last course of the last hundred years. So I think CGP gray has a video about that. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess to add on to what you just said, um, you know, job security has always been something that's a really big concern, you know, um, in in light of all the technological advances and robotics that have happened just within the past hundred years, you could say. Just the advancements that have happened, it's so insane how it's grown so fast. But, you know, it leaves the question, like, what types of jobs are at risk and then what ones aren't? And what it feels like is that the ones that require like the fast thinking and e- efficiency on that um, in that light would be uh, replaced essentially by like AI, you know, a computer definitely, if a computer could think um, it would think faster than a human, if it could also calculate way faster than a human. So exactly. if you could teach the computer to think it would definitely be, you know, the same comparison as to its calculation uh, capabilities. So um, I would say the only jobs then that people would be, you know, fighting for would be technically like trades, you know, like plumbing, uh, electrical work, like those types of maintenance jobs, uh, mechanics, even like, you know, you can't always guarantee that um, those jobs would go away. Because, you know, you can't have a robot. I mean, sometimes maybe in the next hundred years, they'll Mm -hmm. have robots that'll travel to to the houses individually to be able to perform maintenance and stuff like that. But but I would say the extent 
you know, in the near future would just be diagnostics. Like the robot might be able to diagnose the problem or troubleshoot the problem, but it might not be able to, you know, do the dirty work, you know, actually fix it. So um, do I see those advancements, those types of advancements coming pretty soon? I don't think so. But, you know, the, the AI stuff that, that could be soon. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so, definitely going to yeah. be in our lifetime. Like, it's already yeah. starting. Yeah. Like, there's there's good causes, too, right? Like, um, like, in terms of the dirty work type aspect of it, there's robots that can perform surgeries. Um, and there will be. Those will be more common. Like, um, an example that my professor used was there's a IBM. I think it's called Watson. IBM has an artificial intelligence algorithm called Watson. And it's, a li- like, it's literally an app that can be downloaded on your smartphone. I don't think it's publicly available, but it's trained to identify and diagnose any sort of um, health issue that you may have. And it can be updated and it can be integrated into your body where it's consistently checking diagnostics on your body to even identify something a doctor may not be able to identify. And so like how this might help is, um, there is a worldwide like healthcare, like doctor shortage, right? There's people like in some village in a third world country where like they can't have access to a doctor right at every single moment. Like we can, like we can, but even us, like I don't have access to a doctor right now. I have to drive 20 minutes to my doctor to get there, you know? So if that's the case, what would happen if a smartphone who is who has the um, a smartphone app that can provide the same exact level of treatment to every single person in the world can do a job better than their own doctor can. Like it can detect emotion, right? Emotion is just a combination of different hormones and chemical interactions going on in your body. Like what if it can track all of that and talk to you in a, the same way a doctor can sympathize with you and then still alert you of something going on like yo you just had a heart attack something like that <laughs> be like, oh by the way oh, sir i better get myself to like a hospital <laughs> you know uh, that would be pretty cool um but i think i think other things like replacing jobs i think it's good what that you what you mentioned seth is like hopefully that doesn't go anytime soon but there's people that don't want to do that dirty work that may be out of luck you know um But the trend has always been if a job has been replaced, a new one has been created. So many jobs that used to exist in the last several centuries no longer um, exist because something has been invented that makes it easier. So the same thing will happen. And personally, I think like maintenance jobs will be the next thing because maybe somebody needs to maintain the AI. Or like the the robots, right? Yeah, like but some... you can't have a whole population who's just exactly. doing maintenance work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no rule that says once you give technology jobs, so humans don't have to do them anymore. There's no rule that says that that automatically provides more jobs That's for true. humans. So it's going to be a real problem. Like think about the transportation industry, mm-hmm. right? Self-driving cars are coming. They're already here. Mm-hmm. That's I think self-driving um transportation industry is the biggest industry it employs the most amount of people so i mean just assume everyone there's going to lose their jobs because self-driving cars are more accurate make fewer mistakes no human error 
So just like that's millions of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking on that point, like the way that that would happen is like the way you picture like a road, right? is you have a bunch of individual units, which are cars. Every single car has a human behind it that thinks on its own, right? You don't, you're not thinking what the person across from you is thinking in their car. So there's always the chance of an accident. That's why accidents happen. Accidents are like leading cause of death in many places in the world. And so yep. there, if all the cars were in one network, you know, that car knows exactly what that car in front of it is going to They're communicating at the speed of light. Exactly. Like don't need traffic signals anymore. (laughs) Exactly. It'll be those, the, the scenes in movies where like all the cars are like, yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be cool, but it'll also, you know, then be like, Oh, what's the human going to do? There's a YouTube video called humans need not apply by CGB gray. And it's, this exact topic about how robots and computers are going to take every single job around like even creativity jobs oh yeah Yeah. artists and making music and that's all going to be gone within our lifetimes and there's no solution it just you just have to be i guess like on the right side of it you know like if there's a way that you can get your knowledge to be a little more than what a robot can do, then you'll always be one step above a robot and you'll always have a place. But if we're talking about AI, yeah, then that's impossible because whatever you know can be learned within a couple of seconds. That's true. That's true. So it's well, I guess the biggest thing, you know, you did just mention, you know, staying one step ahead uh-huh. of, you know, robotics or AI and stuff. AI, I don't know how you could stay up ahead or even keep up with AI, you know, like the whole essence of it is like that computer is going to be able to retain and learn everything that a human would be able to do, but it's going to be able to do what you, you would say like a whole population could do. Mm -hmm. So like on that, in that light, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to keep up with AI, but the application, stuff i see human seth, I have... seth are you recording in your car again yes yeah you are yeah it's slightly noticeable oh no <laughs> it's fine it's... you're you're just is it just me or are you cutting off a little bit oh yeah he's okay. oh my lovely went out a little bit just now restate that real quick uh yeah yeah um starting with the ai part Sure. Okay. So I would say the creativity behind humans as to the applications of AI, where AI can be applied to and how it is applied would still exist. You know, like, so the AI takes up all the creativity within a certain aspect, but humans would still be needed as to where can you apply it? Where and, and the practicality behind it. So I would say in that respect, you would still have jobs for humans and then maintenance. <laughs> when I yeah. said. <laughs> I have no no, idea. Everything after the word maintenance was just. <laughs> All right. Well, saw your mouth moved. Oh, no. <laughs> Quiet for a little bit. Let's see. Let's see. 
gone. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth. I I think I can. I think I get what you're saying, right? Like maintenance will be there. Pe- humans will have to. Humans will have to make up the imperfect of the robots. Like the diet, the the thought, the creativity of like applications. And then also one thing that you have to consider is robots will be based off of humans, right? Neural networks exist. Um, like learning how exactly the brain processes and processes information will need to be like figured out before you can apply it to a robot until that happens. They'll always be like way behind us. Like they can do things that are programmed into them, but until they can think for themselves fully and autonomously, humans will still have a chance. Like they're never going to be, um, fully ahead of us until we figure out how the human brain completely works because that's the only way it's going to be getting ahead well, we talked a lot on that one yeah point. i mean I, <laughs> that I, I, think, I think that is easily the longest we've ever stayed on one point i literally had like three sub points oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah you're way more prepared for this than either seth or i so I guess it's my turn for my first topic. Um, so this week I became aware of a product that I've never heard of before. It's called a caffeine shampoo. Interesting. So apparently it's like flavored shampoo. They like put caffeine in it. Now I was looking this up, researching it. Apparently it's for, it's, supposedly to help with balding uh, but I just I was shocked caffeine shampoo you know what that makes me think of like you know like in the olden days I don't know if like it still happens but like when kids get in trouble and they're like we're gonna put soap in your mouth because that's punishment right <laughs> <laughs> what is like, it's like okay put caffeine soap in my mouth and i'm gonna freaking get hyper and go all crack it on you like that's gonna have the opposite effect it's shampoo so it's like on your head it's like would that soap into your brain i don't know that's okay. a much shorter point that's like a therapy like just give me caffeine from yeah give me external caffeine like i'm I'm so addicted to caffeine. I need, need it, every aspect of your life. I, I need it to be under. I need to be under it at all times. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. All right, Seth. Let's try it. <laughs> Seth, can't hear you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Okay, what's a contingency for this? Um, <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, maybe type it in chat. Because we can't hear a word you're saying. Is your like is the mic loose or something? Because I feel like like it's not a connection issue. Otherwise, you'd be like lagging. Is your mic plugged in? Can you? Can you hear us through your headset? Yeah, he can hear us because he was responding. Yes. Huh. Maybe I, unplug and plug in. 
<laughs> I got the your meeting will end in 10 minutes. Yep, I got that too. All right. Hey. hey. There we go. Something happened. We can Back. hear you. Yeah. Um, so I, I swapped Wi-Fi's and that was actually my second point was hey. about the Wi-Fi. Great. <laughs> so um every time um this this dump truck has been passing me out here, uh my Wi-Fi <laughs> has been cutting out. <laughs> um <laughs> And I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> um, why is a dump truck passing your house all the time? I don't. It's been three times since I've been in here um, talking to you guys. So I don't understand uh, how, but I am concerned. You're just trying to figure um, out I who's think, this dude sitting in the truck talking to himself. Yeah. So, but the Wi-Fi went out every time, and then I had every time that you guys were not able to hear me it was passing me so wow. um i don't know if there's any correlation there or not uh mm. hopefully kevin could add some input to that that's maybe gotta be well okay so there i one it's an emp that's slowly going off every time it passes and it's like disconnecting your wi-fi i mean obviously your electricity is not going out so i don't know how that would explain it but it could be an fbi surveillance <laughs> thing you never know that's that's the had, only thought that came to my head. <laughs> there's there's a Wi-Fi connection uh, showing up on my list um, list of like possible Wi-Fi connections that I could connect to like a few weeks ago, and one of them was like FBI surveillance van three two two three, and yeah. I was like, uh, that's what our Wi-Fi is called. Hold on, let me show you. Van. Yeah, your friendly FBI agent's van. Oh my god, that's funny. And then at <laughs> then at home, it's a. Uh, similar it's nice <laughs> my dad well, and my roommate had the same idea the they can connect to it and be like oh crap i'm just allowing the government to track me right now <laughs> well okay so this brings up my actual point that i was oh. um going to make uh this this is actually my last point okay. uh okay you had brought up earlier about the health app thing or like something that would be tracking you at all times of the day, like your health and all that stuff. Um, health and all these certain things are, you know, they're innately private or personal things that people don't want like broadcast and, and stuff like that to everybody. Um, it would be best to keep it private. So I guess people, you know, and myself included would be very concerned with the, the privacy of an app like that, you know, obviously it's going to be inputting information to this device, but it also has to, um, you know, store it, you know, it has to store data that shows your, so if it's tracking heartbeat, the only way it could track an irregular heartbeat, it has to have like a baseline. So it has to know what your normal heart rate is for you personally. And then off of that, it would, you know, be able to track like an irregular heartbeat and detect it and alert you. Um, but all that stored data and, and stuff, by all means, I, if Wi-Fi and all these other things can get hacked or somehow um, people could break into it, I feel like having an app that does that for you, you know, is like that doctor app mm -hmm. type thing. 
I just feel like it presents so many risks for privacy and all those things. Like, I don't know how it would ever be able to take off with people. Um, like I already have it with my doctors. My stuff is online where I make my appointment and all the stuff from my previous appointments is inputted into that database and I could see it. And it's like, when someone breaks into here, they got to know me better than myself. You know, if they could read some of these results better than me, they're going to know me better than I know myself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just those risks and stuff like that and privacy as technology advances, it feels like it's harder and harder to maintain your personal and private stuff. So I don't know if, uh, if that, so you simultaneously sense. want an app that collects your data to give you, to make you be more productive, but you're simultaneously concerned about an app that collects all your data, and that makes exactly. You more productive. It's a true concern. Data science yeah. is like a big field that's like re really growing, because well, just data science overall, like how to handle data, how to manipulate data, but then also think about what you want to do with that data, is really important to consider and like. Um, in one of my data science classes, the professor was like, if anyone ever takes a data science class, the very first unit should always be ethics. Because obviously, like, there's so many things that, like, you don't know that, like, companies know about you, like trends, right? Like, you don't compute all these algorithms in your head to know exactly what you want. But there is an algorithm somewhere else that knows all the information about you and they know exactly what you want. That's how YouTube. you get personalized ads, YouTube. Exactly. Yes. And so those algorithms are very advanced. And so like, they may not be, you know, really like crucial data about yourself, but at one point when you get to like the healthcare management apps, it will. And then that's just going to have to be a problem that they face right then and there because People will either not want anything to do about it or um, they're going to be like, I don't care. Like we're all a part of the system anyways, and then just like go about their lives. So it's just a decision eventually. Hopefully, you know, some sort of laws get created even more, but also that's the government. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. Should we have an intermission now since we're at three minutes? Sure. And we're back. Yes, sir. No time has passed. Not at all. I'm not totally not at all. a new cup of coffee. Yes. It's not a solid 15 minutes <laughs> gone by. It's fine. Nobody's listening. Uh, so, Seth, you've done all three points. Yes. Kevin, you and I have done one point. Let's finish this up. All right. I flipped my book. Did you guys see this morning that a new trailer for a new movie that is called Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear movie? I heard about that. Yeah, Chris I Evans. I, think, I believe Chris Evans is playing the voice of Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw on Twitter that it's not a movie about the toy. It's a movie about the guy who inspired the toy. In his fictional universe. So like Buzz Aldrin in a fictional universe? Yes. Not Buzz Aldrin, though, some guy. Oh, okay. That's cool. 
Yeah, because I guess it could be like his story, like his own yeah. spin-off story. It's kind <laughs> of like an origin story. For the Toy yeah, Story, Toy Story yeah. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what their plan is. What it's going to turn into, yeah. Because it looks guess. pretty cool. Go ahead, Seth. Yeah. No, I was, yeah, I was just going to add to that. Like Disney's trending in this, uh, you know, origin story type of direction, I would say. Just like as like Marvel, you know, they're kind of inputting that into the, well, you know, they've other made, things. Yeah, they've made this universe. They've made many universes. They have all these characters. So they're starting to run out of ideas. So they're like, why don't we just make stories for these characters? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they started making live action remakes. But like yeah. now they're gonna go into like side characters of those movies and be like, this is your story. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess it could be around this whole the whole uh, point. I used to hear this argument from some people that um, you know you have some of these movies, you know the animated ones, and they wanted to make it more like they wanted to like kind of humanize some of the characters um, in a in a better way. So like they'll take you take Lion King. And then you have live screen adaptations um, or you have like, you know, they do it in theater, you know, on whatever. It makes it more human. And then those emotions that appeal to humans become all the more real. And so they're doing that when with all these animations, the, they transfer it to a more realistic movie setting and they're trying to get that reaction out of audiences. But that's just that's just an opinion that I've heard. I don't necessarily agree with it completely but that's what i've heard from some people mm -hmm. hmm. very interesting points all right so now moving on yeah, yeah. i was gonna say something but i totally forgot so yeah okay. <laughs> i just blanked okay so i am in an accounting class auditing okay it's a 400 level class it's considered the capstone of the accounting major okay and we're, we were in there today and we went over the homework. We did all of our normal stuff. There's about 30 minutes left in class. And our professor just looks up, goes like, that's all the auditing work we have for today. Here's what we're doing for the rest of class. And she turned into this awkward speech about like, it's like it was a Thanksgiving project she was giving us. Like, what are you thankful for? So we ended up having to write a note to somebody we care about, like a family member or something. And it's and she had like colored pencils. And like, this is a capstone course. What are we doing here? <laughs> it's just like so that's what we did in auditing. We wrote You just felt um, like a mental break. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's what it was. But it's like, this is bizarre. Like, we don't do this in public schools. Yeah. That's... I don't know. That was just a bizarre thing that happened today. That, I mean, I guess it's nice. It's whatever. But okay. I feel like professors could do that more often. Like, not, not exactly the activity that you just mentioned. But, like, I feel like mental breaks can sometimes, like give it's like feedback right like you're giving the student something the student wants and in return the student is then like appreciative and therefore more willing to participate in class like 
it's like a trade-off like professors coming in obviously it makes sense that like we're like we're going in to learn so professors expect only learning but what if there was some sort of trade-off where it's like you know you get like a break of something and then um people will come back more active like I'm learning about that in a marketing class that I'm taking right now where it's like for a business to be successful the main level that needs like that also needs to be successful are its employees like if employees are happy and are productive and are kept happy that company will be successful no matter what it is because the employees are willing to work to make it successful and like it's basically what they said was like employee satisfaction is like almost more important than customer satisfaction because it affects everything else. Everything else is like a snowball. That makes sense. I mean, that's been a common theme throughout all my business classes. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's also like, I think she just decided at the last minute she didn't want to teach, (laughs) which, you know, like y'all done. Yeah. She was like, it's Wednesday. I I can't deal with this. (laughs) <laughs> when are you supposed to graduate are you done by like this this semester or you said next semester huh yeah it it was supposed to be the end of may as of a couple days ago it's been okay. pushed back to next december oh, okay because it's important for accountants to graduate with 150 credits or to get it to 150 credits so you can take the cpa exam mm-hmm. so i'm going to push it back and then add the minor do some extra summer classes and stuff to fill in the extra credits and hopefully be able to graduate with exactly 150. So yeah, that's I, a- I definitely recommend doing some some of those technical classes like you were saying. So if you do those, you'll definitely stand out when you go get jobs because you have this experience that usually an IT team needs to help out with. Like my mom is an accountant and like they're literally working with the IT team, like besides management, yeah. like to accounting softwares are managed by IT. So if you kind of know how to do the IT stuff, then it's easier for you. Yeah. That's what everyone's been saying to me. It's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So, and plus coding experience is never bad. So. True. Yeah. All right. Um, my last point, yes. I don't know how long this is going to take up, but um Seth, how are we doing on time yeah how about how about you Seth? we're doing, we're doing well cool cool right. um so that one rental car company that went bankrupt hurts over over the pandemic um basically what happened was investors came and investors invested six billion dollars into hertz and pulled them out of bankruptcy and now hertz has six billion dollars worth of money to spend to revive their company. What they did was they spent $4.7 billion on a fleet of Teslas. And yeah, and they're spending the rest of the money. I don't know, like they might divide it up, but like big chunk of the rest of that money is going to this big marketing campaign with Tom Brady to advertise that they're back with all these Teslas. They're gonna become the biggest electric vehicle rental company in the world ever and they were already big before that but now 
electric vehicles are going mainstream. Not that they haven't been mainstream. I don't know why the news is saying they're going mainstream, but I think like, I don't know, adding a hundred thousand Teslas is maybe that's pretty big. Um, and so Tesla's stocks have now risen, like, I don't know, like good 15%, 20%. It has now made Elon Musk uh, worth almost $300 billion, which is a big gap compared to Jeff Bezos now. Yeah. And Tesla has now joined the, the trillion dollar companies um, really? of the world. So yeah, their market wow. cap has passed $1 trillion. Yeah. Google, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Tesla. Are those monopolies? I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. But, well, yeah. you can't call Tesla a monopoly because they've got so much competition and like GM and Ford and all that. Mm -hmm. But that's crazy. Yeah. In terms of electric vehicles, though, they don't have too much competition yet. What's funny is Tesla's code, their software is actually open source. Anyone can use it. And lots of companies already do. Like, they're literally like, take our stuff, like, use it, make your stuff better. <laughs> wow. I mean, I know GM is pretty good on, is of all the, um, I'm picking my words carefully because I don't really know it, but I did a big project on GM over the summer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know they're pretty decent in electrical cars. Mm -hmm. They've got plans for, it's expand of course exactly yeah they have a they have a big like um like i would say foundation essentially because yeah. you know they were previously a big company obviously they took a hard hit and then chevy had to spend 10 years advertising that their brand is not absolute crap so <laughs> but now they're they're back up there um and i think gm has a chance of being like a big competitor to tesla and then there's also a bunch of other companies there's this new truck manufacturing company called rivian if you're curious look it up but it is a really cool truck and do it you yourself have, i can't do it <laughs> you can have a bar <laughs> slide out of the side of a truck and i don't even know like how they're going to incorporate that but i saw one on the freeway and it definitely stood out so yeah <laughs> that is that is my my talking point and your response seth um, you know, on the on the topic of electric vehicles, I'm not the greatest, but I do have a really big interest in hybrid uh, hybrid vehicles for 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 certain, because you know you got one power source being able to actually recharge the other power source. So um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the new Ford Maverick, uh, but it actually, you don't have to plug, it's not a plug-in hybrid. It actually recharges recharges itself while you're driving. So uh, it that's just a pretty insane concept to me because, you know, when whenever you're driving just a fully gassed vehicle, you're like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you have to refill up. There's no recharging being done. Mm -hmm. And then even when you're driving a Tesla, there's no recharging being done. You're, you have to go recharge it, obviously. But to have that middle ground of you're using gas and electric and the gas is actually recharging the electric for you while you're driving and it uses electric too. It's like the ultimate trade-off between, between those. And 
Um, I don't know how many other vehicles are like that uh, right now, but I'm pretty sure it's it's pretty unique to it being a truck and also a hybrid, you know. It's a great yeah. idea, Ford, if you're listening and you want to sponsor us. Please get in touch. So you're asking the right guy because I am the car person. And um, the concept that you just mentioned is like non-plug-in hybrids is actually like what came out first, right? Like plug-in hybrids came out after and electric vehicles came out after. Like the Toyota Prius was the very first hybrid. Um, And then they came out with the hybrid plug-in hybrids and then the full electric ones. But what you're also talking about is like it unique, being unique to a truck, something that usually has a big engine and needs a lot to power it. Um, Like, I mean, obviously you can hook a small engine into a truck but now you can do that with like an electric assisted motor. And one thing that would be really cool is a car that charges itself enough with kinetic energy and different things like that, like regenerative, regenerative braking is what it's called, you know, brake and then it charges because of the heat generated by the brakes. If you use that and it somehow generates enough power to keep the car going, you can have an infinite loop of a car that stays powered by just its own kinetic energy right now it's not possible that's why you can't that's why you either need a plug-in hybrid um, that has a bigger battery or you need just like a hybrid where the battery runs out and then the gas charges it back up so that's what keeps the car going Um, but that would be really cool yeah wouldn't that be violating like oh geez i haven't taken physics class but isn't there like a one of the laws of energy is it can't be created? Does that sound right? It can, it can be transformed, right? It can so be like, transformed, but into other forms. What you're talking about is kind of like infinite energy. It sounds like. Well, it, so energy is the energy is coming from the rubbing of brakes and um, the disc. So that's where it's coming from. It's like it's coming from the kinetic energy of the wheels to thermal energy in the brakes to then electrical energy in the machine. So the longer the car drives, the more it gets charged. Basically wow. the vehicle is living proof of energy conservation. Yeah. So okay. it's pretty, pretty insane if you think about it. If if they were able to do that. Yeah. Let's make or if that actually power. comes out, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's a non-gas powered vehicle, but it's also not plug-in. That would be pretty cool. You don't have to plug it in; it'll yeah. just charge itself. I mean, you could put you could put a whole uh, solar panel on top of a car. That could also help. Yeah, but that oh, would yeah. be too heavy at the moment. Just put helium balloons on it. <laughs> so we should just ride around. <laughs> just just offset a little bit. Yeah. We should ride around in hot air balloons. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> should have mentioned that when Raymond was here. <laughs> he texts me one day and he just had this weird fascination with zeppelins oh my god i'm just like where's this coming from <laughs> just like okay okay raymond uh so i guess just my last topic sure all right well i'll keep it short and i'll keep it related to yours it's a story from my youth <laughs> so for like a decade and a half my family had a Sierra, a Toyota Sienna minivan, okay? And my dad got a, you know, one of the stickers that say, uh, 
hybrid. He and he put that on the car. Okay. So one time we were at the Toyota dealership to get a different car. I think my dad's truck maintenance and a mechanic saw that sticker on the Sienna and he just he's looking at it. It's like, I didn't know we made that. <laughs> he came up and he asked my mom, is this really a hybrid? And my mom's like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, of course not. So, all right. That's my third that's point. That's pretty cool. Hey, at least, I mean, they have hybrid Sienna <laughs> now. Toyota literally made a hybrid version of every single one of their cars. They were like, we're running out of ideas of improvement. We're just going to hybrid out. <laughs> hey, that's great. Honda needs to get on that. They only have the Honda Clarity and the Honda Insight. Yeah. Well, doesn't, that doesn't California have a requirement that by like a certain year, all cars that get sold are going to be electric? Yeah, 2035. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That came I, up. Yeah, that came it's up funny. in our project as well. <laughs> That's like, it's like a good like 13, 14 years away. So yeah. it could be possible by then. Like people, if you, if they want to buy a gas car, then they can get it before that. And yeah, I mean, like there's still cars that. from the fifties and sixties that are available now. Exactly. Like so, my dad has two of them. So it's like, yeah. you'll always be able to find a gas guzzling car. It'll be fine. <laughs> Deep breaths, everybody. In our lifetime, you know, that's really not going to change. <laughs> yeah. You have to go like a hundred years in the future where you can't find a car from 2001 anymore, you know? Yeah. There's going to be like retro cars where they remake some of them. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Who knows? There's like the like the concept of freaking in WandaVision when Vision was talking about like that one ship where it's like if you rebuild the ship from scratch and you can yes. yes. rebuild it, is it really the same ship? Yes. Oh man. That's a pop culture reference. All right. <laughs> what do you guys think? Is that a podcast? That is a podcast. Well Indeed. done, everybody.